You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Met fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Crokington, and we are once again in the town of Stormfield, which is is a lot nicer place now than it's not constantly being attacked by, by soggy, sloppy zombie things, and we don't have to, and the current are probably still around here somewhere, but they've not they've not got any big scheme on the one now. Maybe they all ran off elsewhere. Anyway, now we can do something new: a journey into the murk. While passing through Stormfield, you're approached by an elderly man in flowing blue robes. The man tells you he needs the services of a great adventurer. Then, well, you've got them. While making your way through the centre of storm, Stormfield, you're approached by an elderly man in flowing blue robes. He bows it deeply and introduces himself as Kiribok. He tells you he has recently heard the news of your victory over the evil forces within the Merc, and has travelled here from Tysus' capital city of Talonus to seek your help in a very important matter. Kiribok tells you he's in need of a bold adventurer, to journey into the murk to a place where an ancient tomb lies hidden in the swamp. The tomb, long ago hidden in the gloom of that place, is the final resting place of a powerful maid, he says. Inside that tomb, if my research has indeed been, adequate, been accurate, lies a item of great importance to me. I sought you out for the task, Sir Covington. Because you have already found success 
within the borders of that eternal mire. Kiblet tells you that during his research, he discovered an old map that purports to indicate the location of the tomb within the murk. Undertake the mission and succeed, and you shall be rewarded justly, he says. Were I younger, I would consider venturing into the swamp myself, but alas, for I know all too well my days of adventure are to remain memories. You consider Kiribok's proposal. Well, I guess I'll accept. Kiribok smiles and hands you the furled piece of weathered parchment. You unfurl the parchment, revealing a crudely sketched map that reveals a large portion of the murk. You are now carrying Kiribok's map. The item will not appear in your item list. In the middle of the map is a shaded area that represents a wide body of water. A strange symbol has been drawn on the east side of the shaded area, and Kerobok tells you that a sign of the mage was buried in the tomb. That symbol marks the location of the tomb you are seeking, he says. You must locate the tomb and retrieve from it a red cloak, fastened by an emerald clasp. Whatever else you discover in the tomb is yours to take, but you must bring me the cloak. I shall pay for you. 200 gold tokens upon your successful return. You nod and meet the elderly man in the shoulder cross. Hurobok wishes you luck on your mission and tells you he will await your return in the Merkstone Inn. Before he departs, Hurobok pulls out a small leather pouch from his ropes and tosses it to you. You open the pouch and to later discover contains four Quebec leaves. Healing properties of this leaf could prove extremely useful on your journey into the book. There's a link for Quebec leaves. The Quebec plant is a small thorny bush, the leaves of which have remarkable properties once dried. The plant is not that, not all that common, but it could be found here and there in the forests of northern Swift. Hmm. Someone should really try domesticating it. But... Maybe it's just not the sort of plant that you can domesticate. It's got very weird Pacific things that it needs to survive. And nobody knows what they are. Like maybe it can only reproduce if it's pollinated by a particular type of insect. Which only lives in a few places. Or it could be something else. You thank Karabok, and he bows deeply in return. Uh, I'll just take these leaves. I could have just left them on the floor. I don't know how he'll react to that. You thank Karabok, and he bows deeply in return. He wishes you luck, and then moves off along Stormfield's main thoroughfare. You begin your mission, and make your way to the outskirts of town and soon find yourself standing at the edge of the murk. Although the swamp is no longer home to the fearsome murk men, thanks to your impressive victory, it is still a place that is avoided by nearly everyone. You take one last look around to make sure you're not seen, before taking your first few cautious steps into the tangled swamp. Okay, why do I care about being seen now? The first time, it was a secret mission. Mm. I got the Arkawanda around, so maybe that's it.
I mean, this swamp would be a good place to stage an out an ambush. So many places to hide. So many traps. Places you so many ways to hide traps. Okay, yeah, that's probably it. Or maybe it's just force of habit. Using the map given Kibok has given you, as well as your own extensive knowledge of the Merc, it takes only a short while for you to get your bearings in the twisting mire. You set out eastward through the swamp, on a direct course for the wide pool marked on the map. For several hours you trek steadily eastward through the perilous mire, and, with the exception of a lone voice troll, who you spotted at a distance and managed to avoid, you see no sign of the more dangerous denizens of the Merc. Well, other than myself, of course. <laughs> Suddenly, a series of splashes wing out behind you, and you instantly spin around, prepared to confront any possible danger. Though you cannot see any sign of movement in the swamp behind you, you can't help but feel you're being watched. So, I could use divination, look for the source of the sound, or disregard the sound and continue on my way. I guess I'll use divination. Succeeded. You sense that someone or something is lurking behind a large clump of tangled growth in the swamp to your right. You call out, boldly demanding they show themselves. Hoping that such a display of bravado would dissuade any notion they might might have had to launch an attack on you. Moments later, a short, thin man, garbled in a green tunic, steps out from behind the mound of vegetation. The man steps forward and offers a quick, nervous greeting, and immediately assures you that he means you no harm. We ask him what he means. What well, busy has following you? He starts stammering, and beads of sweat begin on his to pee on his one. Your master, continue, Sir Crokington! He says, stuttering over near it. This mission leads only to to folly. You span to know how he knows your name. The man swallows hard and wipes away a steady stream, steam of stream of sweat pouring off his forehead. His lower jaw starts to tremble, and he and he trembles his way for a nervous explosion. Was my master? He stammers. And a more cruel and wicked monster. What could I possibly imagine? The man tells you he was once an apprentice in magic in the Grey Circle, and Kibok was master. He is a powerful spellcaster, stands man, and he is revered as the Grey Circle. He tells us, but he is evil and must not be trusted. The man begins to shake, and his voice lowers. You look straight in the eye. What he says next, he gives you a It's not even human! He starts to. I'm not on that, by the way. What about a creature? Is it beneath a human skin? I don't know, guess! But no, that he's not what he appears to be. You must believe me, Sir Crokington! You ask the man his name, but he refuses. Begins to back away from you, his eyes nervously darting about them. I, I still suffer from a curse of fear the Kirbok disposed bestowed upon me me years ago when he realised just how much I surprised about his wicked designs he stamped this unnatural terror torments me day and night yet I know I shall never be free of it I would sooner end my own life than face another minute of freaking agony 
It, it is the glory of the curse. I am too fearful to forget from my own former master. I'm too fearful to save my own life. He pleaded with the man for more information about Kirabok, but he continues to back away from you rapidly. There are a few who pay any heed, heed to the words of Stanley Fool. So Crocus, he said, But you must believe if Skabarka sent you into this place, it is only business further, this phone foul plans. You must not allow it to happen. Before you can respond, the man turns and runs off into the swamp. After only a few seconds, he is gone from sight. And shortly after, the splash's footfalls has faded into silence. You ponder your next course of the action in light of this strange encounter. So I could just give up. But I happen to know that you get the best rewards if you, if you ignore all the signs, all these big red flags waving about... Covering the entire trail, say, hey, this guy is evil. He's totally evil. And just plow through. Nope, continue on my mission. Continue. Always continue. Onwards. Though intrigued by the nervous man's story, you decide you've all decided the best course of action is to continue on with the mission you've already accepted. To checking the map, you once again set off through the swamp, heading east. You trek steadily through the murk, until at last you arrive at the edge of a large pool. Thick patches of green weeds rise up through the blank, black stagnant water, and a dense fog hams glow over the placid surface, preventing you from seeing a great distance in any direction. A quick check of the map that Kerobot gave you reveals that you are standing on the western side of a wide body of water, almost precisely across from the spot, spot marks the location of the tomb. You realise that crossing the pole will save many hours of dangerous travel through the swamp. Suddenly, your eyes catch sight of something poking out of a tall clump of weeds at the water's edge. Related to discover a small boat, well that's convenient, tucked into a clump of tall grass at the edge of the pool. The boat is in fairly rough shape, and all appearances indicate it's been sitting in this very spot for quite some time. Still, the boat has two usable oars, and you realise this small craft is, craft is perhaps your only chance of quickly and safely crossing the Foggins Round Pool. Well... I guess I could use the power of elementalism just to make a big water elemental just carry me across. But I don't think 22 elementalism is enough to do that. As you drag the boat out onto the water and clamber aboard, you pray the wickety craft will hold together during the crossing. With your... With your weir to the east and your hands, I guess, hands firmly gripping the handles of the oars, you row the small boat away from the shore and enter the thick bank of the fog. And the thing is, I'm coming to constantly hop from one oar to the other. It's very difficult. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I just bring them in deeper. I'm, I'm quite strong. I have a might of. 
I have a might of 15. Hmm. Yeah, I must be just bringing the oars in closer to the middle. And I'm probably actually kind of suspended from them. Yes, it's difficult, difficult. And I just get out and push. <laughs> For over half an hour, you row steadily through the fog. At times unsure of your direction. The splash of your oars as they slip in and out of the water is the only sound that breaks the eerie silence. You begin to wonder if you're headed in the right direction. However, the fog starts to lift. It's revealed you're less than a hundred yards from the pool's eastern shore. Without warning, the water around your small craft begins to churn vigorously and something large bumps into the bottom of the boat. You watch in horror as a long, dark shape passes beneath you and disappears into the gloom. Seconds later, the spiny, grey-scaled back of some massive creature breaks through the surface of the water several yards from you. The creature's spiny back only remains exposed for a few scant seconds before disappearing into the depths of the pool. To your dismay, you notice the boat has begun to take on a fair amount of water. With no desire to whisk a confrontation with the spiny back creature lurking in the depths of the pool, you begin rowing rapidly, hoping to reach the shore before the craft goes under. Picking a number, bonus of 12 from seamanship. That's one of the few times that is used. I mean, there's quite a few times it's used, but not very often. Anyway, I've got to get 50 or more. Or be plonked into the sea. Which is... Eh, well, not the sea, the, the lake. It's, I mean, it's not bad for me as others, but still... Pretty bad since I'm wearing a lot of plate armour. And that will weigh me down. Pick now. 15. Failure. Your small boat fills with water very rapidly. And despite a fine effort, you're unable to reach the shore before it sinks completely beneath the surface of the pool. You begin to swim towards the shore, and have to make it halfway. When the water around you begins to churn, something hard clamps onto your leg, and you cry out in pain, just before you're dragged under. Three stamina points lost. You are now engaged in an underwater fight for your life, against the last predator you cannot see in the murky water. Okay, okay, okay. Time to use my toady powers to... Dive under and stab it. Begin combat. Gotta, gotta kill this. Because I don't speak on scenes, Swamp Predator. Probably. I don't know. I don't know how the curse works. The unseen predator viciously attacks you, and now it is slain. And runs away. And the and's dead. 36 XP. Having defeated the Unseen Predator, and still not got a good look at it, because it's very, very murky water. Well, there's like, there's, there's that, that green pong scum covering most of it. There's weeds all over the place. It's churned up with mud. You have a visibility of about three inches. Having defeated the Unseen Predator, you struggle to the surface of the pool and make a frantic swim to the shore. Upon reaching the shore, you collapse on the soft earth and spend the next several minutes regaining your breath. When you rise to your feet, yep, 
You draw out the map and carefully study the marked location of the tomb. Reasonably certain for location from here, you leave the edge of the pool and push into the swamp. You haven't gone far from the, the edge of the pool when the sound of voices to the east stops you in your tracks. You crouch down and proceed towards the voices. Amazed to think that others have also pressed so deep into the mire. You reach the edge of the small clearing and your eyes fixate on three men standing round the base of a small hill on the opposite side. Set into the side of the hill and was completely hidden behind a tangle of vines and moss. It's a large stone door. You realise these men are standing in front of the door of the tomb that's marked on your map. The men are talking amongst themselves and you are shocked at what you hear. Oh, Kirobok didn't say anything about a door, grumbles one of the men. Thinks to not anything about a door with no latch, no way of opening it, frowns another. The, thought, the, tall, the third man, taller than the others, sighs and runs his finger along the surface of the stone door. If only there were wounds or some such, he says. We might just have half a chance of getting it open. Now, quite apparent, you're not the only one Kirobok has sent on the murk. Set into the murk on his mission. Eh, you do that, you do that. You realise you must now make a decision in light of this new twist of events. Will you still attempt to carry a mission? Or will you abandon the tasks, Kirobok? The task you set out to do for Kirobok. As I said, press on! You decide that you've come too far so that the sudden turn of events ends your mission. However, you realise you must decide upon a new course of action. The three men are now in heated argument before the stone door. I've got a few options here. I could use illusion, elementalism, step into the clearing and introduce yourself to the men. You say, hi, I'm going to steal your gold. Or, or just uh, just attack them. I'm going to give elementalism a chance. It failed. Yes, yeah, so I probably tried to summon a water elemental. If it kind of it, 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 as it swamp it, why is it why is it goes <laughs> or something like that, and just splashes all over me. Your failed attempt to use your magical powers alerted the three men to their, your presence. They draw their weapons and charge towards you, intent on doing you some serious harm. Oh, no option but to kill them. These three tomb raiders, who are raiding a tomb. That's why they're called tomb raiders. The men stab and slash at you, and I stab at them. Stabbings all round, but I win. 18 XP. You quickly examine the bodies of the three men and discover the following. A gold wing and a silver wing, two common daggers and a sturdy longsword, and 31 gold tokens. When you are finished, you step over their corpses and walk up to the stone door set into the base of the hill. The stone's door set into the base of the hill is over 6 feet tall and 4 feet wide. There was no visible latch or any other sort of mechanism that might be used to trigger its opening. The stone surface is completely smooth, devoid of any markings. 
He'd been staring at the door for several minutes when he suddenly spots something. Towards the base of the portal is the cleverly disguised stone button, its surface flush with that of the door. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Only as soon as pressing the button will open the stone door, and seeing no other alternative, you carefully reach down and depress it. For, well, I guess in my case, I just reach across, because I'm not very tall. For several seconds, nothing, ha- nothing happens, and you're about to press the button again when the door shudders. A grating sound fills the air as the thick stone slab begins to descend into the ground. In a matter of moments, it has disappeared from sight, and you are left staring into the dark interior of the tomb. You cautiously step through the opening. The light flooding in from the opening behind you adequately illuminates the interior of this small tomb. Elaborate carvings adorn the stone walls, and seem to illustrate the life of the mage whose remains rest here. A sarcophagus weighs on the stone platform, on a stone pedestal against the far wall. Its heavy stone lid is adorned with many strange carvings. Apart from the sarcophagus, the tomb is empty. You are left to believe that the object Kerobok has asked you to retrieve must lie inside the large stone coffin. You move up to the sarcophagus and your hands have barely come to rest on the stone lid. When a voice from a shadowy corner of the tomb starts to LEAVE MY TOMB, DEFILER! Well, of course it would. I mean, you can't go into sarcophagus and not have something come to life. But maybe, maybe there's a way around this. 
You quickly assume a defensive stance as a pale blue apparition of an elderly bearded man, garbled in, in long robes, glides from the shadows and comes to West next to sarcophagus. The spectral figure glares at you. You are not welcome here! Hisses the apparition. His voice is a grating whisper. Leave now, and you shall be spared by wrath! I've got a f- few options. Divination. Leave. Apologise. Or attack. Uh, I'll try divination first. Succeeded. You sense the apparition is indeed the spirit of the mage who was buried in his tomb long ago. Though you do not detect any evil about the spectral figure, you do sense your presence here is not desired. So, not evil, just really angry. Because, you know, I am trespassing in a tomb. And apparently, from what I've seen, dead people are awfully touchy about that. Really, really touchy. You know how some... You know those get-off-my-land people who shoot anyone who comes there? They're nothing compared to dead people when it comes to... When it comes to getting all touchy about even the littlest trespass. So I guess my only op... I could leave, but that would mean I can't get the thing. So I've got to apologise. Just... See, maybe, maybe we could sort some sort of deal out. Apologise. To your surprise, the, app- the apparition's demeanour softens upon hearing your apology for the intrusion into the tomb. Begin to explain the events that brought you here. And when you mention Kerabok by name, the spectral form of the elderly man becomes visibly alarmed. Kerabok! This is the apparition begins to float back and forth among the sarcophagus. I've laid here in peace for many years, having not heard that foul name spoken. Yet somehow I knew that even in death I would not be rid of him. Rid of him. He's after my cloak, no doubt. Even after these many years. When you explain that Kirkrock has sent you to receive the cloak, the phantasmal figure merely nods in reply. In the hands of that monster, my cloak would be a deadly device, says the apparition, grimly. He must never get his hands on it. Okay, okay. But, I mean, if I don't give it, he'll just hire someone else. We need to trick him somehow. Make him think he has it when he doesn't. Because we all know he's perfectly willing to keep hiring ruffians after ruffians until he gets it done. I'm guessing he could probably end, he might end up hiring Wakamokamokokokokara. I mean, he looks like the sort of person who wouldn't ask too many questions. Admittedly, we don't really know him that well. All we know is he's an adventurer. He's very, very physically able. And he's incredibly haughty and egotistical. Those are the three things we know about him. Yes, yes, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that does seem like a possible backup. Or maybe, hmm, there are, there are ways and means. I mean, I think the current would probably be perfectly willing to do, do some dastardly thing if he could 
toss them a few magical items or a map to one of those temple shrines. Or, or just let him, or just tell him, hey, here's some innocent people that I that I'll let you kill. It's like, ooh, killing innocent people. We like doing that. Yeah. Plenty of other options for him to get someone else if I refuse. The spectral figure reaches right through the lid of the sarcophagus and retrieves a thin red cloak, fastened at the neck by a sizable emerald. The cloak exactly matches the description Carabot gave you. The, the apparition lays the cloak on top of the sarcophagus and motions for you to take it. I long ago hid the actual cloak in the wilds of the world to keep it from falling into the hands of the likes of Kerabok. <laughs> so he's never gonna find it. Unless I blab. Says the apparition. The spectral figure then explains. The cloak before you is a forgery of the cloak that Kerabok has long sought. So even if I went, I went all stabby, he still wouldn't have got the white cloak. And he had no way of knowing. Get over this cloak to Kilbok, and I'll see that you're rewarded, the apparition said. You must take it now and leave at once. And I do. What have I got? I've got a red cloak with an emerald clasp. It offers plus one mind. Yep, you know, just magical enough to trick him. Not proper magic. Not the, you can command an army of... An army of walking trees or something. This long red cloak, but be fastened about the neck with a large emerald clasp. All appearances indicate this is the cloak Kirobok asked you to retrieve for him. The apparition of the elderly man fades from view, and you quickly exit the tomb. Once outside the tomb, you prepare to make your way out of the murk, and back into Stormfield with all possible haste. It's can quickly consulting your map. Quickly consulting your map, you move off into the swamp and begin the long trek to the border. It is nearing dusk where you finally emerge from the mile on the edge of the Stormfield. Stormfield. And then I immediately have a bath. But after that, I will either seek out Kilbok in town and present the false cloak to him. Or keep the cloak and avoid Carabot by leaving town. I mean, the cloak's nice, but it's not going to do anything for me. So let's seek out also. Also, if he thinks he's got a cloak, he's going to stop searching. At least until he... Until... <laughs> until he tries to use it, probably for some ritual. Otherwise... This is the fake, wait a minute, this is the fake cloak. And then he, then he gets his head torn off by some sort of demon or something. And good riddance to him too. Alright, let's go give him the fake cloak. You find Kiribok at the Merkstone Inn next to Stormfield Market. When you present him with the cloak, he greedily snatches it from you and eyes it suspiciously. With a smile begins to spread across his face. You are no longer carrying that cloak. 
You've done well, Sir Crokington, he says, grinning. And now allow me to make good on the payment promised you. Carabock hands you a cloth bag, bulging with coins. That's two hundred gold tokens. Perhaps in the future I shall have need of your services again, he says, as he tucks away the red cloak beneath his robes. Farewell, Sir Crokington. Carabock bows deeply before striding out of the inn. You watch as he departs, then you also leave the inn. 384 experience to general. Once outside the Merkstone Inn, you decide to leave the town of Stormfield and head west towards the village of Durnstick. As you're making your way out of Stormfield's main thoroughfare, you encounter an old man riding a mule towards the central town. As you pass by each other, the old man reaches out and touches your shoulder, sending a tingling sensation the length of your body. Thank you, says the old man, as he removes his hands from your shoulder. The sensation fades almost immediately, and you suddenly recognise this man, for he wears the face of the apparition you encountered in the tomb. 256 experience to general... And now I have the skill of unarmed combat. Which means I have all the base skills now. I've still got some weaponry sub-skills to learn, but I'm only going to use the knife, so I'm not going to bother with any of those. You turn to call after the old man, only to discover that he and his mule are nowhere to be seen. And also, getting unarmed combat here saved me a lot of gold. Probably around about 25,000, maybe more. Depending on how long I put it off for. And, more importantly, two whole adventurer tokens. And which is a much bigger deal. Even though at this point in the game, it's actually easier to get adventurer tokens than get gold. But, as you keep playing on, you will quickly run out of places to get adventurer tokens. And you get more and more places to get gold. Because there's a finite amount of adventurer tokens in the entire game. Unless you're willing to buy more with, you know, cash money. And that is that now. Now let me just see, how much experience do I need to learn... Oh, oh, here's a band of rugged highwaymen. With growing apparition, you watch as a band of four highwaymen riding into your path in what is an obvious attempt to waylay you. The leader of the rugged group moves to the front of the company, but guards you with a solemn nod. He promptly orders you to pay him tribute... In the amount, amount of 75 gold. So that you may be afforded safe passage through the region. Well obviously I'm not going to do that. Refuse to pay them. The real bold refusal. And because the bandit leader. You'll do well to pay us what we're old friend. Says the scowling brigand. As he slowly shakes his head. Look have you looked at us? I've got plate armour on. I've got a fancy... I've got a knife of a serial killer. 
Maybe you might not recognise it, but it's a very sharp, magical knife. Surely you can recognise even that. Because it, it, sometimes it shimmers a bit. No, no. Refuse. Keep refusing. Your second refusal elicts a hail of curses from the leader of the highwaymen. He orders his men to dispatch you. Without delay, the mounted robbers move in to attack. With the bandit leader watching from a safe distance, you bravely engage the first of the attacking highwaymen. No choice but to stab his head off. Mounted highwayman slashes you with his sword. And a slayless foe. Bye bye, horse. You'll be okay. Mounted highwayman slumps forward, then topples from the sa- saddle, landing in a bloodied heap at the feet of his horse. You quickly prepare to engage the next of the Wuggy Brigands. You exhale sharply as you position yourself to engage the next of the attacking highwaymen. Alright, attacking highwaymen two of three. Mounted highwayman slashes at you with his sword and is slain. 2xb. The mounted highwayman slumps forward, then topples from the saddle, landing in a bloodied heap. Here's the last one. I boldly engage the last of the highwaymen. Slashes you with his sword, a bit more slashing, a bit more stabbing. Down he goes. Another 2xp. The mounted highwayman slumps forward and then topples from the saddle, landing in a bloodied heap at the feet of his horse. Only the leader of this wicked band of brigands remains. 64xp. You turn to confront the leader of the bandits, only to discover the cowardly brigand has taken flight! The fleeing brigand disappears from view. You conclude that you will have to be content to let him go. Despite the escape, you take comfort in knowing this particular band of thieves will no longer plague this region. Not far from the scene of the attack, you discover the camp used by the band of brigands. A quick search of the site turns up the following. Alright, got terrible weapons... Terrible armour. And one... One piece of armour which is actually sellable. And 23 gold tokens. With no sign of any more home in the immediate vicinity. Although in the intermediate vicinity I'm sure there will be more. Because there's always more highwaymen. You spend a few moments checking over your equipment. Before once again resuming your journey. Alright, I am in the capital city of Talinus. And then, those horses that fell off, that those bandits were, fell off, oh, they are perfectly fine. I, le- I led them to the, I led, led them to the stables of the city garrison and they'll, they'll, they'll do something, they'll, they'll look after them. They'll either sell them or do something with them. Because you can always, there's always uses for horses. This is a medieval-y kingdom, after all. Horses do, like, most of the work. So they can go on farms, they can pull a cart, they can be ridden by, ridden by people. They can be petted on the head. <laughs> they could look pretty for the ceremonial guards. They could help grind the mill. Anyway, here, let's go to the Grey Circle compound. 
I still have to learn. All right, which one is it that I haven't got? Conduration, destruction, divination. Oh, right. Let's see. Telekinesis. Telekinesis is the one I haven't got yet. Seek to power it. It takes 8,192 experience to acquire the power of telekinesis. Well, if I'd known, known that I would have got unarmed combat instead of this, I'd have got it earlier. For a lot cheaper. But oh well, oh well. You can always get more experience. It's not that difficult to find. Let's see. Anyway. That's all the skills. I know the new skill I learned was unarmed combat. Which means if they for some reason Oh yeah. I've learned a new skill, so let's cash in the stored experience. 376 experience to an armed combat. Yet the only things left to learn are all the various weaponry sub-skills, and telekinesis, and a secret thing, which I'm not going to tell you about. But if you actually played Swift, you would know. So I guess you better play Swift and figure it out. Or, you know, just keep listening. Or, you know, listen to the bits that have already been put out for the previous characters. It will tell you. This is a hint. It's, it's, in, it's all improving grounds five. All right. And can I level up my skills yet? No, nope, not yet. Alright, what to do next, then? Hmm, the Wounded Horseman. Since I've made my way to Talonus. Yeah, that, yeah that's a good quest to do. It's, it's pretty short. It's very rewarding. Yeah, alright, next adventure, we'll do the Wounded Horseman. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.